0: So we are talking about the SABC at this hour. If you've got any questions, feel free to tweet us or phone them through. Now, the SABC admitting this afternoon it is technically insolvent. In that briefing today, the CEO and COO said the corporation's unable to fulfill its financial obligations. The SABC's wage bill is $3.1 billion, but its total expenditure is $3.5 billion. Uh, The SABC COO, Chris Maraling is with us to unpack this at this hour. Chris, great to have you on the program, and thank Thank you so much for, for joining us this evening. So so we sympathize in some ways, and we know that there has been abuse of the SABC's finances in the past, but at this particular point, in, in at this juncture, you find yourself in this dire financial situation. Uh, j- just how bad is it? Just how soon will you have to intervene in this regard?
1: Uh, good afternoon, Joanne. It's really great talking to you again. Uh, certainly, yes, um, we uh, today in a press briefing indicated that um, a serious intervention was required at the SABC because essentially, uh, we put it forward that we are technically insolvent. Uh, just to give you an example, if we were a private organization, it would require us either to be, uh, uh recapitalized or, in essence, to go into business rescue. That's how dire the situation is at the SABC. Yes. And really, it talks about some of the structural issues that were faced with at uh, Joanne and these structural issues really uh, talk to an ever-increasing cost base and uh, declining revenues. And one of the biggest drivers of that large cost uh, that is a structural impediment, effectively, is our salary or wage bill. Effectively, uh, when you look at it, our employer costs are uh, at uh, $3.1 billion, which effectively, Joanne, is 42% of our revenue, which is uh, approximately $7 billion. Right. So just to give you a sense... We- we- <laughs> The SABC effectively is close to paying half of its revenue to wages, which basically is a structural uh, uh, challenge when you look at the business model of the SABC. All
0: right. I I see that uh, you have confirmed you'll be cutting about 981 permanent jobs, 1,200 freelance jobs. Chris, what worries me is that there are real pockets of excellence within the SABC, but the retrenchment strategy is almost always to get rid of those who've joined the organization last or those who cost the most. Are you doing some kind of serious skills audit to ensure you retain the real talented, working people, and you get rid of those who are just sitting around at the public broadcaster doing almost nothing.
1: Indeed. Um, what, what we're describing it basically is a fit-for-purpose analysis. So a fit-for-purpose in terms of our business is it structured correctly. Do we have the right skills in the business uh, to take us uh, to where we want to? But more Im- importantly, when we look at the individuals in the organization, are they a net asset to the organization or are they really a liability and this really is from a productivity basis unfortunately Joanne and I heard you in your introduction um, indicating that uh, for quite some time at the SABC due to bad management bad governance we found ourselves in a situation where a culture developed of uh, low productivity and really what we, one of the key things that we want to do as we consider the restructuring and turnaround of the SABC is to develop a high-performing culture that is based on enhanced productivity and really asking what we as uh, the people at the SABC can do to turn around and basically uh, create a new future for uh, the SABC.
0: But of of course, Chris, retaining the staff who are really brilliant and and bringing new staff on board who may espouse exactly that that culture Mm. and fit that brief, that costs money, Mm. doesn't it?
1: It does. It does indeed. And one of the key things that we're looking at is trying to establish uh, how we can balance the need to bring in new skills, and ultimately, also generate more revenues, but at the same time, keep our cost base down. And also really look at how uh, we can um, find the funding to really um, assist us in our efforts to restructure the organization.
0: Chris, almost 500 of your staff are managers, many of whom may not even be, be qualified to hold those positions. Ah. What percentage mm. of those will you be cutting?
1: Well, what we're trying to look at is basically given the assessment that we have done, that is our internal HR together with experts, we will be looking at, let's call it, the appropriate ratio of, let's say, staff to managers. And that calculation ultimately related to our fit-for-purpose assessment will basically help us determine in conjunction with organized labor on uh, the measures that we need to take in order to uh, resize and really uh, create the kind of, uh, uh, let's call it, organization that the SABC really needs to move towards if it's going to be sustainable from a financial and really from a, let's call it, a, a, a competitive basis.
0: Right. Why is the SABC so coy about telling us what senior managers like you earn when it's public money, Chris?
1: Well, we're well, not coy. I think the point, and I'm glad that you asked me this, is because what we effectively said is that for uh, senior managers, we are, we are described as executive directors because we sit on board also, right. is that the, 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 the reporting period for the salaries of say, what, what are described as prescribed officers in terms of the Companies Act are declared at the end of any financial year during our annual results. Effectively, what we're saying is that as we move the SABC towards appropriate governance, best practice in management, we do not, even under significant pressure from very powerful people, will not break our own internal governance in order to uh, fulfill a populist discourse. Uh, Just to give you a sense, today the CEO actually declared that, that between the three executive directors, right, that is myself, uh, that's the CEO, the CFO, and the CEO. Mm-hmm. So Our wage bill annually comes to no more than 12 million rand. That's the three of us.
0: Are so you not, not earning too much and under the current circumstances?
1: Well, there's always that debate, Joanne, about whether our, our, our salaries are, 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 um, are geared towards uh, you know, the, 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 the situation that we're currently in, that is from a financial perspective. But I'll give you this thing when you benchmark our salaries compared to other state-owned enterprises, but also when you benchmark them compared to, let's say, other uh, commercial organizations that post a 7 billion rand revenue, I think, in actual fact, we are, are, are I think, correctly uh, remunerated. Uh, slightly slightly low, and I would say that from a buyer's perspective, but I, I do think that there is um, an indication that we are not uh, overly uh, remunerated.
0: So, so you don't think it might be wise for, for the three of you to take a salary cut at this point, uh, if indeed you're supposed to, to, to introduce this measure of austerity within the SABC?
1: Austerity is always an important uh, point, and one of the things that we, we said about the contracts that we entered into is that for us to bring in the kind of skills that are, there, uh, that are brought in by myself, the CEO, the CFO, what was required is to get people who would at risk come to the SABC, focus on delivering um, very aggressively on the mandate of the board, but at the same time, uh, remember that the SABC retained us in a competitive commercial environment. And ultimately, when you uh, compare uh, like for like, you could actually argue that in many instances, um, uh, Joanne, we are not remunerated at a similar rate to some of our counterparts. So I'd, I'd argue that that somewhat falls away.
0: All right. Chris, so, so let me just ask you this. My, my understanding was if you affect all of these measures we spoke about earlier, the job cuts and, and, and various other, uh, other uh, essential measure, uh, measures, measures that you're going to put in place in order to, to effect this turnaround, uh, are you going to get a government bailout? And what will that be worth?
1: Well, we we have applied for a a bailout guarantee from uh, the government. This has not been forthcoming, but let me give you a sense of what um, the challenge is here. Also from a structural assessment of our business. The FABC is faced with a mandate that is given to it as a result of regulations given by ICASA in various legislation around what we should broadcast no commercial return, and ultimately how we should broadcast that. That effectively means that um, when we do an analysis going back over five, four, five years, that the cost of funding that mandate has been $4.2 billion.
0: Chris, are you still with us? I worry that we have lost that line to Chris Merling. Um it looks as though we have lost that line let's try and reestablish it and maybe put one more ca- question to Chris on that so what he's told us so far he's confirming essentially that uh, those job cuts are going to happen looking at 981 permanent jobs going 1200 freelance jobs will be cut uh, he's also spoken about the uh, the process of trying to reattract talent that is going to grow the the uh, organization but also retaining the really talented people there and uh, we don't know at this stage how many of the 500 managers are going to lose their jobs uh, but certainly it seems the ratio of managers to staff at this point uh, is, is a little high. So Chris Marling is back on the line to us. Sorry we lost you for a, a, a moment there Chris I think what we were getting to the heart of was whether indeed you are going to get a bailout from government.
1: Yes indeed. Uh, Joanne we, we did apply for a bailout. Effectively uh, this bailout has not been forthcoming uh, we have been engaging with our shareholder representatives and indeed with National Treasury um, trying to establish um, what we need to do in order to guarantee such a bailout. So it has not been forthcoming. However, you know, I'm, I'm glad you asked this question. This is what I was trying to indicate to you. There are issues related to our unfunded manage, join And this talks about the things that we must do at the SABC, because of the regulations that are imposed on us, but more importantly uh, because of uh, legislative provisions. And that mandate, uh, given our calculations, indicates that in the past four years, that mandate cost the SABC $4.2 billion Without of where the money would come from to basically fulfill this mandate. The other issue, uh, Joanne, is that we project that for us to fulfill this mandate, it will cost us In the next, let's call it five years, about 6.7 billion with no talk about where this mandate must be funded for. So, So ultimately, Joanne, we are in a very difficult situation of having prescribed things that we must do without provision for the financial sustainability and viability of the SABC.
0: You see, uh, this is an, an interesting question, Chris, because uh, because many people are asking, uh, is it wise perhaps for you to start closing channels now uh, in, in order to get to your goals?
1: Well, it, it, these are the things that we need to look at very closely. But when we look at closing channels, the one thing that we want to say is that, let's talk about TV, SABC 1, 2, and 3 It's got our news channel and Encore, uh, that that feature on pay platforms, uh, DSTV. However, when you look at the revenue side, the irony is that most of our revenue is indeed generated from these platforms. We run um, 90 radio stations and ultimately the second quarter analysis of our financial indicate that we're beginning to see green shoots, that is an early turnaround because of the cost reduction measures that we're putting in, the revenue clawback strategies that we're now introducing. So ultimately, i would say, let's not close those channels down. Let us ensure that they are run more efficiently and more effectively in the national interest.
0: Chris, uh, one last question that that I'm going to ask you, because I think it's an important one, and many of our listeners are, are putting this to you as we speak. Uh, and I think one of them, uh, Vincent, has probably put this most uh, eloquently, uh, he, uh rather mvulane. He says, uh, what plans are there in place to recover the money that has been lost? People are now losing jobs while these culprits yeah. are sitting comfortable yeah. and enjoying the proceeds of crime and corruption. And and I take it that he's uh, referring to some of the SABC's previous administrators, including yeah. Laudy Motsuneng.
1: Yes, I think um, it, it, it has been recorded during the period of the ad hoc ad hoc committee of parliament about the corruption, malfeasance, uh, bad administration that was here. Uh, the public protector also uh, developed a report on this. Currently, uh, Joanne, the Special Investigations Unit, the S.I.U. under presidential proclamation, is engaged in investigations trying to recover and indeed criminally prosecute those who are involved in some of these corrupt practices. So, yes, there are efforts for us using our internal disciplinary process to make recovery. And at the same time, there are criminal, criminal prosecutions that will also include um, uh, very vigorous attempts to recover whatever we can from uh, the leakages that have occurred at the SAPC.
0: All right, Chris murray thank you so much for making the time to speak to us this evening. He is the COO of the SABC.